Station. Woo! Welcome back to another episode of the Sheep Station Dynasty podcast. Joined by the usual suspect, because one of the suspect is not here, Ken Wall. How are you today, mate? Yeah, um, you might think it sounds like Pointer, but today I'm, I'm Ken Wall. Um, it's a classic uh, No Chris Ewers episode, so we're going um, back to our you know wheelhouse of jokes and we're just reminding everyone that Chris Ewers never won a league. Um, Ken Wall, as it's uh, the acronym. <laughs> yes. It's good, it's good. I like it. I think uh, every time he's not here, if that's not your name, I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. Come yes, on. there's, I mean, once this episode airs, Sportsbet will have odds of how many times we've mentioned that, um, you know, how many, <laughs> how many, how many leagues has he won again? I think it's, um, oh, it's zero, I think. Yeah, zero, yeah. Just, yeah. just got to remind myself because sometimes I forget. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty easy to remember. It's just one less than one. A lot of energy today, right? We're, we're pumped. Yeah, mate, plenty of energy. I'm, I'm fired up. It's, uh, it's always fun to have a, a bit of a, a, a kind of, uh, what do you call it, banter about yeah. the fact that Chris Sears has never won the league. Uh, and he is the only commissioner of the Sheep Station Dynasty podcast to have never won a league. So, mm. you know, tell you what, it was a good feeling getting that monkey off your back, hey, getting that first championship. I mean, yeah, it's once you've won a ship, you, you know what it's like and you can understand how hard it is, but at least you don't have to deal with that, you know, the weight of getting so close and being runner up two years in a row and losing. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And uh, look, winning two in a row was, was great too, but uh, you know what? Someone will experience that this year, I reckon. So here we are back again. Um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a delay. We we usually podcast on a Wednesday. Here we are on a Thursday. Yeah, you moved it due to state of origin, right? Yeah, life got in the way a bit as well, and uh, yeah, state of origin is always a good good watch. Uh, apart from the result, I guess. Yeah, better luck next time for us, right? Yeah, too right. Yeah, see what happens. I picked Queensland, so good for me, I guess. But here we are, back again for another episode, um, episode 20 of this chapter, of chapter 5. We're going to focus on the AFC North and all the moves that were made in the off-season in this episode. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this one because there's some pretty big teams that uh, we're going to speak about tonight. So getting a little bit aroused for that and yeah, high intro start and away we go. So yeah, what do you got for us, Peter? Yeah, mate, some big news this week. Um, the Broncos are going to have a new owner. How good's that? Yeah, I saw. That what yeah. was the the end end sale price? Do you, I think it's like four point five billion dollars or four point six five something in that range of, um, you know, just a yeah. average day's pay for a. We should have waited. The market's market. on the downturn at the moment, so. Mm. I mean, I think 4. it's for the Broncos. It's really good, right? And um, I think not having a an active owner or ownership trouble has sort of also hindered them with other problems, right? They haven't been able to go full in and make some big changes or haven't had the support or long-term support of the ownership and now getting a new owner. It's something that's going to help the team stay in the... going in the right direction after the moves they mm-hmm. made this season. So it's something that I'm pretty excited for. Um, I think uh, I th- there was something I heard on a podcast today and it was about how you need to have... Like one thing the Broncos had struggled with was not having an owner that was present within that owner's locker room so to speak to have yeah, okay. have sway and ensure that the team um you know it was looked after for, like an example being when they had that issue where they had no quarterbacks at the start kendall hilton that week uh during covid mm-hmm. um there's a lot of talk yeah i think a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was no one on the board or no one no owner there to put their finger down and say no this isn't right like stand up for us um the nfl the nfl as a whole is said so do it do as you say but i think having an owner back gets them back with um some presence in that room to to make sure the broncos yeah. interests are looked after 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of real reels the GM in a little bit, having the owner there to kind of kind of look over him, I guess, and monitor him and make sure he's making the right decisions. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of exciting times in the NFL at the moment, I guess. For, um, everything's happening. Everything's starting to kick off. Yeah, it's all OTAs that um, and all that kind of stuff. What's that other acronym that they've been saying? The best shape of their life season at the moment. Everyone seems to <laughs> come out. Do you see Lombardi Lenny came out in the best shape of yeah, his little life? A little bit heavy though. Yeah. Lombardi Lenny. Apparently he's been hitting the uh, hitting the KFC a bit much. Him and Eddie Lacey have been hanging out, having a, having a few cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I also saw that uh, the Bears got a bit of a smack on the wrist as well. They lost an OTA practice session because they went the old contact. And Ooh. it's not supposed to have contact in OTA. They got a bit of a slap on the wrist. Saw that this morning as well. Oh. Bloody Bears. They can't do anything right, the Bears, can they? No. Oh. Also, the Browns. Like, lucky they have the Browns to <laughs> make them look worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good fun. Well, we're going to talk about the Browns today, um, and we're going to talk about the rest of the AFC North. Have you got a sneaky uh, little uh, cracky thingy? Just yeah, there, or... oh, just yeah. get my back Ooh, on for yeah, the good one. Back on for the beer review this week. This week I have uh, yeah, back to back for you. The Panhead XBA uh, Quick Change. Um, it's four point six percent, and it is one point four standard drink. So. Right, a lot we'll lighter, for you. yeah, a lot lighter than the um, other beers I had in my fridge <laughs> that I decided not to have. Um, seeing as I have to drive later, so yep. I'll give this a crack and see how it goes. Panhand quick change. Some of these uh, NFL players are looking for some quick change, I reckon. Oh, yeah, it's Ooh. a bit light, bit of bit of strong flavour in it as well. Um, when I read it out, it says this is our their OG XBA, a highly qualified quencher with an O. Agreeable, agreeable zing. That's a, that's exactly how I felt. Like I had an agreeable zing. Um, <laughs> it's geared for any occasion. No alarms, no surprises. An elegant menace. Mm. Interesting. 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 It's like a a blue, blue sort of you know GT stripe with a the mm. label in the middle and a nice uh, you know dark blue or black can. Uh, this is a nice like slick can. Mm. Kind of what you expect your beer can to look like. If it had a bit more punch, could be Derek Henry range here. Um, oh wow! But it's probably coming back to some uh, Carolina Panther. Oh yeah, it's got a bit of that vibe. Yeah, a bit of reliability. Kind of the the, the like the what is it? What is it? Their away jersey or the home jersey? Yeah, the, the one that all over it. The old CMT. Black and, black and blue. Yeah, one. I'm I'm thinking more of a DJ Moore here, so I'm giving him oh, yeah, right, right, right. rating it on a reliable receiver that you know you can go to get you some targets, um, get you some points, but might not really. Throw it over the top week on week, but he'll be that reliable guy you always have in your lineup or thereabouts. Gonna yeah, throw yep. it, throw it, and that's gonna make me seem test my uh, value on DJ Moore, which I do have some shares of. I'm gonna say mid mid to late first, late first probably for DJ Moore at the you moment. You reckon? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. He's still got that hype. Though. I don't think you could get him for a late first. Mm. I think you'd have to. Add a bit of a swing into that, to be honest. I think it's it's that mid range, right? I don't know whether you're paying more than that though, either. Well, you don't want because he doesn't have a quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, Tough. he does, but he's rubbish. He's reliable when he's consistent, but is he gonna? Is he just gonna be that for the rest of his career? Or is he gonna have a chance it, to right? have a season that goes over? So, look, knock it down late first. DJ Moore comp here. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. I like it. Does it have that look about it? That's for sure. Yeah, it reminds me. It's all on a board. It makes me look back to when you had CMC just Oof. tearing shit up. <laughs> Carolina was just playing like a nice, um, you know, sunny, sunny day, early games, and you'd have the highlights of a sweaty CMC 
scoring three touchdowns and 400 yards. <laughs> Those are the days, hey. That's how I won two titles with him. He's just cheat code. He was great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and he hasn't done anything since, so happy days. All right, so just uh, let's going to quickly go to Discord here because I just quickly popped out a few, um, just a quick last second question for the pod. We've got one that's come through and uh, just kind of bounces off the back of the start of this podcast. And it says, which commissioner is most likely to win Sheeps 1 and why isn't it Seamoz? That's coming oh. in from Gerg. We haven't heard from Gerg for a little while, but... Um... Well, if that means that it's if it can't be you uh, and it can't be... Uh, Senwal, who's never won the league. Uh, well, it might, says which commissioner is most likely to win Sheep's one. I've already won Sheep's one. Yeah, but maybe it's win it. Maybe <laughs> win again. I'll win it next. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, so if, if you're saying it can't be you, then Apparently. it has to be me. By has to be because never won a league, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> has to be me. And that that came from Gerg, did it? He's alive. Yeah, Gerg's Gerg's back in the action. I like to see it. Uh, I was a little bit concerned about Gerg for a little while there. He kind of went MIA sort of thing. So uh, good to see him back in the action. Um, please, Gerg, keep in touch, mate. We we do miss you. Uh, and we miss all your really good questions. But uh, the answer is me. What? Yeah. Why isn't it Seymour? The only reason I'm not going to win it is, you know, running back to issues, also known as Devin Singletary. Yeah. It's a tough league, that one. Uh, everyone that looks like they have a good team, and it just sometimes comes down to the guy that has the most... Uh, players that weren't expected to be good that somehow <laughs> showed up, right? Yeah. Philip Lindsay much? Yeah, exactly. He he won <laughs> he won me a league, right? Yeah, too right he did. Yep. I mean Saquon Barkley and and him won UDFA. me a league. Yeah. yeah, too right. All right, let's rip into this AFC North. Hey, keep this thing moving. Um Bengals Steelers, Ravens Browns who we're gonna talk about today. I'm really looking forward to the Browns uh breakdown. Especially with your um the signings you've you've written down here. Oh, yeah. We'll start with the we'll start with the the one which there's not much movement doing. And that's the Bengals uh, coming off the back of a Super Bowl loss, kind of like yours is coming off the back of uh, back-to-back championship losses. But anyways, we won't go there. Yep. Um, it really is just run it back with the same kind of running back wide receiver core. Um, obviously, quarterback in Joe Burrow, the up-and-comer, looked real good last year. Looked real good last year. So uh, he's kind of an early early pick in dynasty leagues these days. Sheep's three, I think he went kind of mid-first round, no? Mm, yeah. Um, in that startup. Um, with everyone on the board. So, yeah, interesting to see his value is definitely increasing, especially with that wide receiver core that he's got. I mean, it's hard to complain with someone's got to throw the, the ball to Jamar Chase and he looked like an absolute freak last year. So what are your thoughts on the, the Bengals just off the off the back of that Super Bowl loss, mate? Do you reckon they can get back there or is it just too competitive in the AFC? Well, I think they can get back there. It's going to be more competitive this season. They're not going to have that under-the-radar um, early part of the season where they can just teams aren't everyone's going to focus on them as these guys are serious contenders type thing and they'll be a big game week on, week out. Um, so I think that's just... I think they've set themselves up. They've they've got a, a few guys that I think... Mixon's the, the key one and Burrow for me that if they're two guys are going to really need to lean on to be healthy this season, which fingers crossed they are, but they've really set Burrow up for success with that, that um, receiver room. They've got those improvements at um, offensive line for him as well. Um, mm-hmm. It does look to me like they're really trying to improve on the things that didn't work last year when, if you think about it, they were a team that made the Super Bowl um, with a pretty shoddy line. So if they improve that, um, should be able to set uh, Burrow up even more. And I think what I like about them most, they've got three really good receivers, which is the one thing that makes you, makes them stand out as a team because you can't just go and put everyone on one. Like There's a, there's going to be a guy that has the matchup, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's what how it allows Burrow to succeed. And I think we've got here that 
Uzama's the one gone, 63 targets, 43 receptions. Um, he had a big, big season for him last season. Got paid now with the with the Jets, but I think they've made a really good replacement getting Hayden Hurst in. I know a tight end that's played a lot in the league, very good mm-hmm. blocker, uh, has been used heavily in the past game at times. Maybe not um, someone that you think of as a dynasty uh, must start every week tight end, but someone you want to have in your, your lineup, and this could be a good opportunity for him to, I guess, like you've said here, a good matchup pick. If you can pick the matchup, yeah. he's going to have some good weeks uh, throughout the season. And um, what they're going to try and do, he's going to probably going to be on the field fairly regularly. He just has to, if you hope for a set your ceiling at like that same sort of target mark last season, five touchdowns, 493 yards, could be mm. a good season for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, looking at the wide receiver room, it's Chase Higgins and Boyd for those playing at home who, who have we've done the rock for the last kind of year. There's just so much hype. Obviously, Jamar Chase is almost the wide receiver one in dynasty startups these days. Uh, T Higgins is, is really crept up there. Um, he, he's kind of going in the top, easily the top 10, even up towards the top kind of yeah, six one of the seven. One of the highest wide receiver twos on a team that I've seen uh, go, which is long, also, long time. which is interesting, right? It's, it's a hard to, um, I think there was a time when there was Woods and Cup and mm-hmm. um, with the Rams, they were both fairly high in terms of finish but it's interesting I've always I look at um, Higgins and I find him as a hard guy to, to trade for because if I think the owner wants a lot and I'm the price is high but it's sort of like are you paying for him to stay a Bengal are you expecting him to be a Bengal or are you paying for his next contract where he could be the one on a team a bit more opportunity to get that hog share or mm-hmm. are you just happy with what he performs out here as the, the Bengals number two which is pretty pretty decent to say the least so I think it's a changing sort of market. Some, if I look at him and I'm whenever I'm trying to target him, I think I'm looking at um, some consistency and some value, and I'm prepared to pay. I know a bit more than what I normally would for a, a team's wide receiver too, because I know there's he's a good player and he's um, he's got that other guy next to him that takes away a lot of the you know the the defense pressure at times and allows him to sort of. You know, well, he's kind of got two other guys to do that, right? As well, yeah. like Boyd over the middle, just looking real good as well. He's, you know, he's getting on, but he's still a decent weapon for them. How's this, right? Higgins, the fifth wide receiver off the board in cheap three. Now that was a pretty cluey draft. Mm, yep, I, I feel as though the, the values were definitely almost spot on, and you know, people were picking some good values. Wide receiver five after Jamar Chase was taken as the first wide. I think receiver. there's so a... two top five wide receivers. Yeah. There's a big grey area a rich for me, I think. in the dynasty wide receiver market, right? There's a there's a falling off the cliff. No, not off the cliff, but there's a dynasty value dropping of these older guys that are sort of mm. no longer top five. They're starting to hit that age where there's a bit of concern of how long they're going to be in the league so you're not prepared to mm. waste such a high pick. But then there's sort of that, there isn't that next level has come through just as yet to fully be comfortably yeah. replacing them. You're having to take a risk somewhere and I think there's some... Um, safety in saying that uh, Higgins is that fifth guy there I think maybe five sounds on paper a bit high but um, like you can't it's a bit rich for me I just think I think if if Chase is your wide receiver one it's it's going to take quite a bit of volume in terms of passing offense to do it again with two wide receivers especially with with, with, uh, Mixon in the backfield actually yeah some, some of these other guys could finish as a top 12 wide receiver or not but I think uh like you could draft another guy that, that you think is going to go there and ends up being 14 plus. Um, but I think there's a there's a safety net around Higgins that's going to stay. Maybe he's not going to be a top finish top five, but he's going to stay in that wide receiver one range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some big, big weeks last year as well. Uh, 
What was his game there? He's got 12 receptions, 13 targets, 194 and two. Mm. I mean, it's a huge game. But then there's dudes around him, kind of like AJ Brown, uh, Adams, Diggs, even Debo, uh, Traylon Burks. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, DK Tyreek. These guys are the ones that went after him. It's just uh, it's a bit rich for me. I think I want a wide receiver one before I take a wide receiver two for a team. Um, but anyways, that's is what it is. I think it's yeah, it's a, it's a really good year for for the Bengals. I think um, you know they're running it back, improved where they needed to improve, and yeah, let's hope they can they can get up there again. They're exciting to watch last year, and Jamar Chase was was real good fun to watch. Um, Joe Burrow took that next step as well, and um, yeah, here we go, go the Bengals. I'd rather the Bengals win anyone more than anyone in this division. Let me tell you, I hate yeah. the Steelers, the running back Ravens. Oh, so so we move on to the Steelers then, will we? Let's do it. Yeah, mate. Yep. yeah so they got um. Big Ben's the big ticket item gone here, um, which brings open the, the quarterback competition of the, the first round pick, Kenny Pickett. Uh, versus, uh, he could get picked. Um, <laughs> Pickett picked uh, versus Mitch Trubisky. And I think this is a real interesting uh, set, right? They, they brought Trubisky in for a reason, right? I don't think the reason was to... Um, He's not, not there play. to fuck spiders, right? I think, and I, and I don't think he's there to win necessarily play the whole season, right? But I think he's there for a key purpose to either push Pickett early, um, and if, if it works out that Pickett is up to speed early, he'll be the guy. But if he's not, he's the safety net early on, and I think that's um, probably the best case for him. The more time he gets on the field, if he performs well, it's harder to bring the rookie in if the mm. the vets the vet is playing well, and especially an organization like the Steelers that he's sort of set up with a lot of other players in the team. If they start to get a sniff of three wins from three to start the season, they'll be uh, yeah. they'll be looking to stay consistent and, and really rely on that defense to play continue. So it'd be harder for Pickett to come back out there. So I think it could be very interesting to see how this plays out. I'm not too so sure. If you were a betting man, how many games does Pickett play this year? For Let's set the line at now, right six. now. Let's set the line at six games, do you reckon? Mm. It's tough because you haven't seen any reports from OTAs or anything from you know a mini camp or anything like that yet. Obviously, because uh, do you think I, they stick him in the on the field this year, or do you reckon he's just redshirt year, kind of like they did for Mahomes, and see what he can do next year? I don't know. I feel like the Steelers are in a slightly different spot where they don't have a guy that's already played. Mm. Like there's two new quarterbacks to the team. Um, I think he'll play six games. Is probably somewhere I'd comfortably say overs on that. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Maybe uh, <laughs> comfortable no, to think, say it. Maybe <laughs> I'm I'm more confident more confident going over than under on that one. I think um, okay. yep. with Trubisky's there, I think not to be well. Like I guess Alex Smith was getting older, right? And if you look in the two, right, he's older. They didn't want to keep him around for too much. Like you know, they had to move on for the future. Uh, both these guys are aren't necessarily that same old bracket. Trubisky's still fairly young for an NFL quarterback. Um, if he turns out to be good, they might keep like they'd keep him around, I guess, as well. But Kenny Pick is someone that I think if you're going to draft a quarterback, you want to find out what you have sooner rather than later than going into year two and being like, "Oh, we haven't played this guy, uh, and we're another year down the trail, and we find out he's crap." That's two years wasted instead of if you find yeah. out he's no good year one, you find it out pretty quickly and move on. And one of the big things I, I read a, a book about the you know the quarterbacks and how much how important it is to to get him out there and for their development to actually get some field time. And to learn, but I think there's a bit of a, a caveat on that being good teams, and I think the Steelers are probably are one of those good teams that probably would be in a position to to maximise that. Yep, yeah, it's going to be a fun one to watch in the off season. Um, 
Moving on to the running back, I mean, Najee Harris is the dude here. He had a basquillion carries last year. Um, talk of him today came out that he was going to go off the field every now and then, which yeah, is might not a play different. Yeah. different roles on different downs or something, guys. Yeah, yeah, 307 attempts last year. Uh, that's, a, that's a big workload, and I think he's just going to come off on specific downs to kind of give him a bit of a rest. Um, behind him, it's, it's you know, who is it these days? Benny Snell, I guess, would probably be the one behind him, is it? Yeah, Benny oh, Snell, Anthony him. McFarlane, just some names, right? Um, as much as they say this in the off-season, oh, probably going to rest him. You got to put your best players out there, right? And I think Najee Harris will be out there getting his carries, um, pretty similar to last year. But any any additional thoughts to that? Or you reckon just roll it back? I reckon it's like happening? like you say they they probably think they can manage him, but if he's going to be out there performing and these other guys aren't necessarily studs, why are not going to put him on the field to help you? Win a game, and that's yeah, like... I don't think Benny Snell's anything to, you know, write home about. He's he's there, but doesn't do much. So, rolling, rolling. Najee Harris, he's a yeah. go for this year for sure. Wide receiver core, a couple of changes here. Uh, Deontay Johnson's obviously still looking as the wide receiver one this year. Chase Claypool probably the wide receiver too. George Pickens comes in, um, recently drafted. George Pickens, a couple of changes in terms of who left. Juju obviously out. He didn't do much last year, of course, with his injuries. James Washington and Ray Ray McLeod. Actually, 110 combined targets there. So there is a little a bit lot of an opening of, yeah. here. Yeah, that, that you, it kind of sneaks under the radar. Um, they just got, you know, a lot of targets consistently over the years. So going to be interesting to see who comes in and, and takes that spot. And I think Pickens can probably take almost half of that if he if he comes out and does well in, in camp and looks like he's come off. He was, he was injured, wasn't he? George Pickens. See the one was injured? Yeah. Yeah, remind me. Yeah, he was injured. Uh, coming off the injury, uh, I think he can he can fill in and and be a, a decent wide receiver two slash three for this year. So it's going to be fun. I think Claypool. I don't know. He seems to be the forgotten man. Um, well, how do you see this wide receiver going, mate? Well, I'm just going to be interested to see how what happens with Deontay Johnson. He seems to have been a guy that has kept quiet uh, in terms of he's not a big personality that's in the media making noise mm-hmm. like there was like the Juju or <laughs> AB even Claypool he's a bit of the yeah, quieter Claypool's one Claypool's been a bit of a shithead and, days, and he's coming up he'll be coming up to I think um, I'm not sure if it's a contract year for him this season but you know there's all that talk of the Steelers don't like to pay I mean not like to pay but they've had a lot of success and might not be looking to pay for a second term wide receiver but I think they also had had guys that were um, you know not necessarily the say as as well, like he seems to be a real good team guy. Deontay Johnson does everything by yeah. the organization. No trouble, never in trouble, never, and he just plays well. So I think he could be a guy that they'd be happy to to pay, keep around. Uh, well, I think it's, it's his really... contract year this year, and it's um, Claypool's next year. So yeah. it's it's kind of like a this is the year for these wide receivers. Definitely, I think there's a if he plays well, he's probably going to stay in a contract. He'll be definitely um, hot on the market if he hit free agency. Mm. And I think it's good for Pickens as well because both these guys have. Um, I guess there's that cloud around him opportunity for him to come out and have a good a good season especially with the vacated targets and I think mm-hmm. also Big Ben gone uh, Najee sort of there it's going to be interesting to see how they the quarterback plays whether it's they have to throw the ball more or they're actually able to lean on the run because um, the more they if they can run more they'll probably it might be some less amount of targets but also if they're not running the ball well there should be some more targets to go around uh, but I think I think uh... Having this this change in quarterback might actually help this this offense big time because you know defenses look at game planning against the Steelers and it's like okay we need to cover anything 
within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage because Big Ben can't throw it further than 10 yards, right? And yeah. it was just Johnson catching, you know, eight, nine targets pretty much every game and turning it into almost 100 yards. He didn't really blow any weeks away, right? He only had, uh, what's this, two, four, six, eight touchdowns and, you know, no two games over 100 yards, three games over 100 yards. Uh, can you Do you reckon the volume for Johnson might be coming down a little bit with a, a quarterback that could potentially open up the field a little bit more? Yeah, potentially. I think there's the opportunity that he doesn't have these veteran quarterbacks that especially these old-school guys seem to... Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, um, other likes have... Always, seem to have like a favourite receiver they often go to. Mm. In the, whereas now it seems to be a bit more that spread offence where it's find the, find the guy that's um, designed to be open or... That has the matchup, but and there's no chemistry there at the moment, right? Yeah, I think he, he doesn't have that. Oh, he's yeah has a chemistry with either of these guys, and I think the longer it goes, where we don't know who the quarterback is, the the less confident I am in probably the the veteran guy that had the key role there. Uh, but I think the team trust him, and they'll they'll use him scheme wise similar to how they have before. I think this is an, a very team that I could see either not do poorly, but do a bit below what we expect also could just explode and do a bit above what we're, we're expecting because they got nothing to lose. They really don't have anything to lose but to, to play football, right, and be aggressive. Mm-hmm. There's no yep. pressure on them this season to make the playoffs with a, with their quarterbacks they have there. There's talk of them being rebuilding, but they have a lot of pieces and they probably have a you know a very strong defense and a, a tightly knit locker room that has a history of being competitive and knowing what it takes to win. I think there'll be a a team that could be like that Bengals of last season that just plays good football and is winning games you sort of might like to watch play. Not you, coming in, <laughs> Coming into second year as well for Pat, Pat Frymuth, uh, one of our favourites from last year. Uh, had 79 targets last year, 60 receptions, almost 500 yards, seven touchdowns, which is uh, which was quite high for a, a rookie tight end, in, in my opinion. Uh, I think moving forward with him, uh, he's, he's kind of like a, a go-and-get-him-now kind of guy uh, for me. I think he's going to have a big year coming into the second year with, with as I said, no no rapport with all of these wide receivers and quarterbacks at the moment. So I think the kind of safety blanket of the dude over the middle, the big guy over the middle with real sure hands um, and can get open quite well, I think he's going to be a really good player for the for the Steelers for the next even five, six, seven years. Yeah, um, definitely. Next year as well. So if you can get Pat Frymuth, I think now is a good opportunity to go and get him. You're obviously going to have to pay a little bit for him off the back of you know a good rookie first year. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts obviously overshadowed him with a billion yards, but um, you know, what, zero touchdowns. Um, and Pat Frymuth got in the end zone seven times, so potentially some touchdown regression. But I could probably see that yards, you know, 497 yards potentially going up, especially with 110 targets vacated. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be an extra 110 targets out there, but um, just looking at, at Big Ben's passing last year, he only completed 390 passes on 605 attempts, so it's not exactly stellar. Um, you can see the attempts kind of being similar. Maybe that completion percentage goes up as well. So there's going to be some targets out there, um, and I think, yeah, the, the, the two main guys, Claypool, um, Deontay Johnson, and they probably throw in a whole bunch of Pat Frymuth targets, and that's probably where you're going to see most of the targets go. So it's going to be a fun year, and I'm looking forward to seeing who wins his quarterback battle. Um, go Kenny Pickett because you know we've seen Trubisky before, right? So who cares? So what? Who cares? I mean, maybe it's the the idea that he was not on the Bears anymore that he he could be a good player. Yeah, well, fingers crossed because the Bears suck. Am I right? You're right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Ravens. Um, we'll start at the running back position. Lamar Jackson again. <laughs> Get it? Yep. No. Got it. All right. Good chat. So there's, they got they got zero. <laughs> 
They're going zero quarterback like you yeah. as in these championships. <laughs> yes, get him. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, back at it again. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year uh, rushing because their wide receiver core really took a hit with, with Hollywood leaving. But uh, start at the running back, in fact, um, last year, obviously they kind of had little stop gaps here and there with all of the old has-beens coming in and somehow putting up points. Freeman and bloody who else was it last year that was just putting up somehow scoring touchdowns for the Ravens? Give me a hand. Who were, that? Who were they last year? Oh, was Latavius Murray playing for them last year? Yeah, something like that. I can't even remember. Tyson Williams had a couple of weeks. Lev Bell came in and had a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's just... It was, it was amazing how many people just came in and, and did a really good job for them. So uh, this year we're looking at Dobbins and um, and the Gus bus coming back off some pretty serious injuries in two ACL tears, one for each of them, of course. Um, easing back in to this offseason, haven't really ground them into the, the, the ground um, in OTAs, of course. Um, how do you see this backfield going? I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a bit of a split because you don't want to rush these dudes back and, you know, serious, serious injuries. And I think they've shown that their running backs can't really hold up. Do you kind of agree with, with maybe a, almost a 50-50 split here or are you thinking it's going to be all Dobbins? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Dobbins is younger, right? And that's something that... And I think they want to... But I'm not, I am not. reckon they could be the third guy that there's a there's a share of because he won't be in, coming out of in, not not being injured, right? Yeah, well, um, Mike both, Davis is the one they signed, right? So Yeah, working both these two guys back in from injury, it's hard to go 50-50 on two guys. That, and I think we saw like Saquon come back Last season, he didn't really get the same team. They they eased into him. Dobbins is sort of that higher, higher pick. Um, something they're hoping to be around, but I think it's time to just for them to let these guys loose and see how they go early on. Because there's no point saving their legs if you can just bring anyone in and do the same job, right? Get them out yeah, there, yeah. get the most of it. Because this team is one that looks very interesting to me in terms of the fact they've lost Hollywood Brown, who had been their number one wide receiver, and they've said we're going to go with. Bateman, Duvernay, and uh, whoever the other guy is going to be between Pressure and Wallace, right? Uh, yep. They've got Mark Andrews there as well, but I think teams will know that if Lamar's going to try and run it, the running backs are there as well, and the fact that they can play that game is going to need to rely on the, f- the fact that wide receivers can actually get some separation, so there, can, there is that threat of that, the big play that the Ravens want to make on when they pass. They want to make you think they're going to run, and then they throw one over the top, and it's, it's a big big play for a touchdown, right? Um, yep. And if they lose that threat, teams will start to find a way to, you know, slow the run or clamp Lamar Jackson down. But I think if I'm going to pick the guy that I think I'd want to bet on in this team, it's going to be Lamar. Um, if, they, if they're short of a running back, who's going to be the running back? Him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're going to pass the ball well, who's, going to, who's the one passing the ball well? Him. If they do everything well, he's the one that's going to benefit from it. So he's the sort of the, the player that I'm, I'd be isolating to have in my team from the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Mark Andrews for me. I mean, we, we took him in, in this draft of ours for Sheep's 3. I think he was like our second pick with pretty much everyone on the board. And a tight end in a tight end premium league, um, yeah, he's going to absolutely smash this year. Uh, he's going to have all the targets. Rashad Bateman, you know, second year, potentially a breakout there. But behind him, you're kind of just hoping that Devin Dubonet can do something and whoever's fighting for the wide receiver 3. But if it's me and I'm, I'm looking at this team and thinking, look, there's going to be some value here somewhere. You know, it's yeah, the targets are going to go to Andrew, but eventually someone's going to figure it out, and Andrew's probably going to get triple covered. Who's going to be the next guy? Rashad Bateman, you know, showed some things here or there last year when he when he came back from injury. Um, you know, probably going to be costing too much. Devin Duvernay starting to get a bit of hype. You know, potentially going for like a second round pick. Just throw out a fourth round pick for a Prochet and a Wallace just in case. 
if you can get yeah. one of those guys. We, we took them real, Tyler Wallace, real, real late in this startup. Just, you know, there's got to be someone there that's going to catch well, I think 60 catches and maybe 800 yards. Who knows? He could be one of those guys that did nothing. Like, he didn't do much last season, actually, in terms of not, get, not getting on the field. But maybe that's a thing where the, the Baltimore Ravens aren't a. Uh, they're another team that, you know, drafts well and, and builds rosters. Um, smart right so maybe it was a thing where they're like well we've got the depth of the position we had didn't have any injuries at that position to have to throw him out there or let him sit there learn um we like this guy that's what we drafted him but we're not going to rush his development and maybe this is this season's a chance for him to come out and there's a there's room on the depth chart for him to get an opportunity like there's a bit of hype in him coming out of college he had a couple of good seasons at whichever university he went to i can't really remember now uh, but he and like, but he's for a fourth round pick someone might be like oh I held this guy for a whole year. He's done nothing for me. I'm probably going to drop him anyway. So, yeah, I'll take a fourth-round pick. It was Oklahoma. Just Oklahoma State for those playing at home. Uh, yeah, he did all right there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, look, yeah, it's just just a sneaky, you know, keep keep an eye on him. Um, you, you wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Bateman does have a good week one with Andrews, but then there's that, that second kind of third week where, you know, they, the, the defences figure out, okay, so they're just going to run the ball and go to either Andrews or Bateman. Potentially that third option um, could be quite valuable for the, the Ravens, um, especially if they, they go behind or they can't run the ball as effectively as they would or people start to figure out Lamar, something like that, if that's yeah, ever going to happen. Um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's value there. I'm not saying it's Wallace, not saying it's Prochet, but at least, you know, try and grab one of them just in case. Um, yeah, there's got to be some targets going around. So worth an eye, worth an eye. All right, Cleveland Browns is the last team in this AFC North. Uh, big changes, big changes this offseason. Um, and it's very unclear as to how it's going to work because we're still waiting for the Deshaun Watson uh, saga to kind of be settled, I guess. Um, do you, if you had to pick, how many games do you think Deshaun Watson will miss in suspension? Mm, the exact amount. Give me a rough. Give me something rough. Oh, eight. Eight? Eight. I say ten. I say ten. Ten? Oh. I think Benno said zero. Uh, Did he? he win. Yeah. Because that he just went off his titles. Yeah, that's it. He thought it was yeah. a title question. Just... <laughs> Look, I think I think it's going to be interesting. It could be one of, those, one of those ones where it's just like they don't actually want... They just go indefinite for a time period and then... I don't know. It's... To do that, though, with an ageing... Very good running back, or two running backs that are starting to get a bit old. They've they've brought well, in Amari Cooper, mate. They made this call. This wasn't. This isn't brand new news. Red Shockdown, right? It's mm. like they knew this is around there. Did they not yeah, do just odd. all their due diligence? I mean, it, even when it came out and it was like, oh, this case has gone nowhere. It's like, but it's something's there. There's just mm. like the American legal system. I'm not a legal expert or anything. Just seems like it's a lot of effort to to get stuff done, or even just the process of it is a lot. Um, mm. And a lot of these people aren't made of money and if they have to if they're gonna like it's the fear of them losing is enough to scare them away so why do you, I don't that's why I don't understand sometimes when people are like oh he's he's innocent and maybe he could be but where there's smoke there's fire normally and um, yeah, 24 a, people a lot of people come in here um, and it's very interesting there's a lot of talk about how the Texans must have knew about it or all this stuff and it was very and I think the thing that makes me think they did and how interesting is this stuff wasn't existent until Deshaun Watson said he didn't want to play for the Texans anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it comes out. Someone's thrown it out and be like, oh, well, you don't want to play for us. We're not going to keep your secret anymore. Uh, <laughs> throw this out there. Even though it probably yeah. you know, hinders their value of selling it, but it throws him under the bus a little bit. And it's like, yeah. 
He's one of those well, players. If you can't like, play for us or don't want to play for us, you're not going to be playing for anyone else. Yeah, sort of basically. Uh, yeah. And I thought that was, I guess, interesting. Um, yep. And he's he's been a player that people have talked about, oh, trading for, paying these big prices. And I'm just like, well, he hasn't played. Like, I, my biggest theory is he hasn't played for so long. Yeah. Maybe he was a good player then. Maybe he has, but like playing the game and playing games and being ready is something that is underrated for mm-hmm. what it takes to be an elite athlete. And him being out, not playing, having this over his head, there's a lot of pressure. Um, and I think it could be, I guess they talk about, oh, Cap wants to come back. There's a clear reason why he, he's been out of the game for so long. He can't come back. Um, it's just the time gone. You, you, you've lost how it, the feel of playing on the field mm-hmm. in a game where there's so many little, so little amount of opportunity to play games. You have to be playing. So yeah, I think yeah, no, I agree. that's the, that's the biggest concern on top of his looming suspension for me to be like, I'm just, I'll just pass and let someone else take the, Oh, 100%. Yeah, I was... So in that startup draft, you know, there's some talk in the background with some people. Oh, you know, how did, what do you think about my Deshaun pick or or whatever? What do you think about that Deshaun pick that that person made? I'm just like, I'm glad we didn't have to make it. Like, yeah. there's no way I'd want him. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield's still on this roster as well. Who knows what's going to happen with him? There's obviously as talks. A... Talks are plenty that he's going to every other team in the NFL. But um, I, I can almost see Jacoby Brissett being the starting quarterback here. I think it's going to be at the moment... Oh. There's no. I think Baker's the type of person that he's burnt. He's he's like, he's the only reason he's going to walk out on the field is to like fumble the ball to, and just to, I don't know. I don't. Just shit him. I mean, just throw as many pick sixes as you can. It's probably <laughs> Set it's record. probably not what's going to happen on two. But I just feel like he's got that vendetta against him. He's like, I don't want to play. Like you've done me dirty. I want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to do anything but go and play against the Browns every week to try and yeah. beat him. <laughs> Yep. Um, I can't wait for Baker Mayfield v Browns. That'd be a great. Uh, oh, it'd be cracky, Jack. He'd probably still suck, but Sunday night football. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd yeah. be fun in Cleveland. Oof. Ooh, imagine that's <laughs> and he, he played his own house. You know yeah. the ads where it's Baker yeah. <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So then, looking at running backs, you know, this is the kind of the, the trouble thing um, with running backs at the moment. Nick Chubb's kind of getting to that age where he's almost lost value just because he's getting old right yeah uh, he's still extremely valuable to the browns uh, but not valuable in fantasy circles because you know he's reaching that that age where the, the kind of cliff starts to hit uh are you rolling out you know nick chubb for the year or are you trying to move him or what's your what's your immediate plans for a nicholas chubb i think start of the season you're rolling with him you gotta you gotta run him out there and hope you you need running backs, right? And he's going to be someone that is going to fit that high upside RB2 role in a team. Um, I don't think that's worth moving yet, but he's the type of player that as soon as your team isn't performing, that he's at high val- higher value asset that price is degrading uh, for next season for your team and mm-hmm. other teams that are making a push is a player that they're probably going to need. So that's the time to capitalize. Um, yeah, if you're not in win now mode, go and move this dude. Get as much as you can for him. Um, you know, halfway through the season, if you're one of those teams, it's one and five, and you know you've had 17 injuries and you're just sucking absolute horse shit. Then yeah, definitely move him because um, he's going to be worth minimal probably in the next year or two. Um, that seems to be the trend with these dudes. Good luck, you know, selling a Derrick Henry or a McCaffrey for his premium value um, yep. that you would have got a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, look, roll him out and see how you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think you know Hunt's there as well, and he's on his last. They I think they they bring him back for one year, or he's on a last year of a deal, and they they got same sort uh, of thing, right? Dearness Johnson, they sort of 
they paid or put him on. He Gave was him restricted. a year. Yeah, yeah. These yep. three backs, this is a good landing spot for a running back from next year's draft, probably. I think there's no guarantee all three of them are going to be back next season and there's going to be mm-hmm. definitely no way. Um, they'll probably keep one, maybe, and it's probably going to be um, Chubb. But I think that's the thing. There's two, and he's the type of back that needs another. He play, like, what's been good for him is they've, they've had a second back to sort of spell him and mm-hmm. manage it well. They've done a pretty good yep. job with him and in, in Hunt. Of both these guys have stayed fairly injury free. Um, mm-hmm. They have had some weeks, but they haven't had a major injuries and they've been out. And they've the fact they have two guys to share the workload is probably something that good for longevity, right? Yeah, as he's saying that, and that's something like I think that I like about Chubb because I think he's not a guy that's I've relied on him to be a workhorse to get every down, every yep. like pass catcher. He's a, he's a he's a rush running back uh, that runs. Um, his pass catching work isn't as much, but at least he's off the field for that and it gives him a chance to, you know, have a bit of a rest and they manage him pretty well. So that's why someone like him holds some value to me as in a win now mm-hmm. team. Um, but you're definitely right. He's he's hitting that threshold of uh, unless you've got a opportunity, you have him win you a title. He's probably yep. not worth much um, to pay up a premium to get him. Yeah, it's always a struggle to move those older dudes. Let's look at the wide receiver room here mm. just real quickly. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper's coming in here. Uh, you're probably looking at Donovan Peoples-Jones as your wide receiver too, and then it's a, a battle between last year's drafted Anthony Schwartz and this year's drafted David Bell. I think there's a bit of love in dynasty circles for young David Bell. Um, if it is, in fact, Deshaun Watson, and it is the Deshaun Watson of old, I think the value on Amari Cooper at the moment is probably where you're, he's a bit of a buy. Um, mm. if, if it is... Deshaun Watson, and we will get to our Mike Kent's episode uh, before the season comes out. Amari Cooper is probably going to be one of Mike Kent's because I think there's a bit of, I suppose, a bit of negativity about him. He's an extremely good running uh, route runner. Um, I just, I can see him just getting a lot of work here. Your thoughts he's, on wide receivers? Yeah, I think he's a player that's played with a lot of teams, a lot of coaches, a lot of quarterbacks, right? Um, mm-hmm. He seemed to performed well with all the guys he's played with, so he's a player that I think would perform well. Um, Definitely that. He's definitely a buy if we didn't have this looming Deshaun Watson situation. Um, But I also think the other guy, even if Watson comes in, having three wide receivers that could be pretty good, um, they're all values. They're none of like Donovan Peoples Jones is still fairly low, and he started to have some big games last season with Baker. Um, Mm -hmm. Schwartz had a few weeks where he had some, and now they've got David Bell. I think the wide receiver room has cleared out from the old Jarvis Landry, um, Mm. Odell Beckham Jr. There's a lot of vacated targets sort of over the last two seasons and a quarterback that might want to pass the ball a bit more would be very interesting I think that the tight end also we lost Hooper but they've they've signed Njoku to a four year 54.75 million dollar deal and with 28 mil guaranteed it's um it's not chump change it's a fair yeah, bit of money no. and I think he, he's sort of been a guy that had a, had a bit of a step up last season but not massive like I wouldn't say he's you know, he didn't hit the crazy level of top tight end status like this guy's a top three dynasty tight end. He's still someone that's got paid before he overproduced, but I think they want to be able to use him and have him as a piece that he's so athletic and can do more, but maybe they get the right quarterback or they could have the right quarterback there yep. to do this. But I think I'm a bit worried if it's not Deshaun Watson, if it's Jacoby Brissett. I think there's some value for these guys, but their price is probably going to definitely fall from where it's at now. And I'm, I'm going to be looking probably as these guys aren't going to be reliable starters with those sort of flex plays or blokes mm-hmm. you buy on the on the lower and hope 
you can hold them either for a year and they price goes up or yeah for sure you, that's what use I'm them a couple doing. couple of weeks in season when they get have a good matchup against a you know a lower graded team and hope they yep. perform well but I don't think history of Brissett's been like he's a bit of a game manager he can beat the lower some of the lower teams but when he plays a you know a really good team they really struggle blowing away yeah I'd, I'd be thinking you know if you're looking at that halfway through the year you're kind of on a rebuild or close to a rebuild maybe you're not going to win it this year you, you, you go to the panicking owner if it is Jacoby Brissett the guy with the Murray Cooper and you say hey I'll trade you cheap yeah definitely to give them a piece that could potentially get them get them over the top and you've got a stub by receiver coming into 2023 when if and when Deshaun Watson comes back so yeah Murray Cooper is one of those players that I'm a bit intrigued by at the moment I think if his value is right and you can get him um, yeah definitely go get him but uh, look that's the AFC North done and dusted uh, what have so we got, got left? We got East. Uh, East. Yeah, Everyone's favourite. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favourite, you reckon? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I was that, that was sarcasm. I think there's um, the Patriots in that division are not going to be fun. I can't wait to talk about the Patriots. I'm just going to rip them apart. Hate them. Hate them. Absolutely hate, hate them. Hate them? Hate them. I mean, there's, the, there's, a, there's some, some interesting moves in that division that would oh, be good shit, to talk yeah. about. Uh, yeah. Some some of these the bottom of teams that are trying to really make a crap, crap that, that, not a crap, crap <laughs> make a crap. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Dolphins team's going to be a fun one to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's I'm pretty excited for the season to hurry up and get here. It's you know, it's, it's su- definitely starting, sneaking up, eh? Yeah, it's starting to get a bit you know bored of this off season. I want to see some some games? Uh, you know, looking forward It'll to that be here before we know it. That preseason game in Australia in two years' time, hopefully, if that oh, actually happens. Crossed. That'd be sick. Yeah, That'd be real good. Yeah. Real good. All right, boys. And by boys, I'm talking to myself. Ken Wall, anything yes. else to add, mate? Or are you, you good to go here? Um, I just want to end on uh, one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. If there's a margin for how many titles uh, <laughs> Mr. Ewers will win this season, um, is it over or under or equal to zero? Oh. It is zero. Yeah, so zero. Zero. Fingers crossed for zero anyway, because then he's going to be able to come back with a bit of a... It's a nice That's round, nice round number. It's a very it? round number. Yeah. yeah, very round number. Fingers crossed it stays that way. So hit us up on those social media platforms, please. Didn't mention this at the start. At Sheep Session Pod on Twitter, Sheep Session Dynasty Podcast on Instagram. Find the Discord link in the latest tweets. Um, yeah, Discord's still going pretty strong. Uh, a lot of trades yeah. coming up and a bit of chat here and there about some OTA stuff. So yeah, I think it's good now. Um, the Discord's just been such a great community for all the guys in there, and even us to have just chats with chats mm. about it post it and stuff get get people's feedback we it's it's sort of we're playing in a few leagues now it's like you can't you got to be careful what you post if it's, <laughs> yeah. you can't be like oh me and this guy made a trade and the two both of us in there <laughs> roast away yeah and i was thinking i was like oh i'll, sh- I'll show pete and, and you as this trade offer that's come through i was like oh do i put it on discord i'll quickly check and see who's in the discord <laughs> you don't want to offend anybody no um, yeah it's good fun but uh, it is good fun. To, people trying to come after justin jefferson my goodness I just don't want to trade him. You can send yeah, me the for him, and I don't want to trade him. There's some interesting things here, Dynasty. Those pieces are so hard to come by. Like mm-hmm. in their prime, what's moving them, right? You just, yeah. if you're trying to win, you got to have those pieces, and they can be so valuable, and especially wide receiver. I think how the game's going, these running backs aren't really lasting as long as they. I mean, a couple of years ago, there was running backs you might have been able to get five years. Now it's sort of looking like. They get and there two was good years, two running backs. Yeah, two good years, and now there's now there's really like there's oh there's not that many workhorse running backs, and there's a lot of split backfields. In mm. you could pick, you could have one of the backs play the wrong one, and 
you don't get the right points. So it's it's changed the game up a little bit. Those wide receivers are actually are super valuable that are just consistent and perform well. So not a player that I'd be looking to get rid of on my team. Oh yeah, and a couple of words just to finish off this episode because um, we'll see who who listens to the end here. But uh, Survivor All Stars. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'd be keen. I think Survivor All Stars would be great. It just have to be like who we decide counts as an All Star. Like there's some great I mean, players. We know who we know who the All Stars are. Oh right, yeah, we know. We've, we know. We've seen it. We've seen it. So Survivor All Stars, I reckon, look out for it. We might. Uh, we might. We might get another survivor season away we'll see how we go if you want to play if you want to survive all stars let us know and we'll yeah you know bit if of hype the demand is there we will answer but the demand has to be there yeah. <laughs> all right samuel uh pete uh we'll see you next week for the afc east hope this helps until then you take care so long zero championships frisio Oh, Chow finishes as a zero. Is that what he says it all the time? Yeah. What was who says what? Chow zero. Yeah, he says Chow, but it, that's got a round number. Oh, Chow. Right, so. Yeah. Also, episode twenty has zero at the end of it. Just <laughs> so we asked, it's good to end on uh, zero. Do I finish on one hour exactly? Because there's four zeros. So we wait twelve minutes of just me and you talking about zeros until um, <laughs> he comes back. Yeah, that's it. Look, there's a zero in zero forty nine zero five. So let's stop here. Okay, bye. <laughs>